Welcome to your uncle's beach house, episode 51. I'm Jackson. I'm joined by Emma as usual. It's time to read a goddamn book. Time to read a book. Uh, Rick's back. Hello, I'm back again. <laughs> We're reading Akira. This is volume four. We're in it now. <laughs> Neo Tokyo exploded and they decided to pick all the pieces back up. Uh, it's so true. This uh, volume was 389 pages long, compared to the last one's like 250-something. It's one of the longest volumes, there's a lot going on. Um, uh, Em, what happens in this volume? I'll do the summary if you want. Yeah, I know, go ahead. If Rick's waiting for the summary, I'll take it. I've I've read this a lot, so this this one's also kind of in... There's a lot going on, so you kind of... Yeah. yeah. Alright. I'll just, I'll just break into pieces, and then we can talk about the pieces. I think that makes sense, because there's like 400 pages. Yes. Okay, so it opens with a rescue helicopter coming in, and as the rescue helicopter is coming in, as the medical spies coming in from the, the air, from the sea, there are a bunch of um, commandos coming in to see what's going on in, in this city as the helicopter is taken over by the great Tokyo Empire, and we moved from there. How long do, do either of you think uh, it's been since the explosion? Because that's something I never figure out. I thought like, um, m- maybe a month. Like, yeah, not, I was gonna like say not like years. three weeks. Yeah, yeah. That's the it's ballpark. Like a, I long enough, like the blast dissipate. People like test it to make sure it's okay to fly in or something. Uh, I just assumed yeah, that wasn't happening. <laughs> oh, because yeah. they did build up like quite as people have built up stuff in the in the time. I don't know how long that takes to do is the thing. Um, Anyways, um, well, I assume there's no radi- radiation from the pl- like, like, Akira yeah, yeah. exploded. It's not radiation. Like, this has happened sure, before, sure. so they know what the source is. But people see it from like long, from far away, and we're like, "What? What was that?" Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, but yeah, uh, they are led, or they they go into the into a bar in the city, and uh, actually before that, sorry, uh, we get we get shown Tetsuo and Akira again. And those two are have started as empire and are healing the sick and catching people as they fall to like perform miracles and stuff and putting on a big show for everyone. And then we get told in the bar by uh, this <laughs> this guy uh, when <laughs> these two guys or these troops come in and they're like, we want to buy we want to buy some information and. They try to use paper money, and the guy is like, no, we don't want that. Nothing works anymore. We want, like, batteries and medical supplies, and what do you got? And he shows him a watch, and he gets all this information, and then the colonel's there, and it proceeds that... So what happened was uh, medical supplies tried to access the last bridge, and then the Empire came and took all the medical supplies, and they called it their, their land, and they're putting it for their people. And then we move along... To uh, Kay and Chikyo uh, have the two kids from the last few volumes, and they are running out of supplies. There's a few scenes, like they're running around with like missiles on their shoulders to like beat people with because there are gangs running around. Like there's a gang of like 50s greasers in the first few pages of this, and I don't understand where those guys come from, but whatever. <laughs> um, and then to for. Uh, there's a lot going on in this volume. <laughs> I don't know how to talk about it, really. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's uh, okay. There's, there's, there's a lot of factors going on. So, the, yeah, there's the... Yeah, um, yeah. Um, the, the, the then t- it moves into t- Tetsuo training all these 
uh, his bodyguards, who he's feeding people. He's been feeding people drugs this whole time. And the ones who survive get to become his bodyguards, but a lot of them don't survive. And they try to move rocks, and then it, it blows up their minds, basically. Yeah, he's giving them the drugs he's taking to... Uh... Uh, like fast track them to getting some superpowers, and most people's minds just cave in uh, at all of that. Yeah, that that seems really cool. It's like there's three of them, and the one guy is like, "Oh, this is fine. I can bend spoons. What what could be the worst that could happen?" And then his he starts bleeding out of his eyes and his ears and his nose as the sound effects all ramp up. It's yeah, and Akira's just chilling. Akira is just chilling. He's he's thinking though. He's not letting us know what he's thinking, but he's he's perceiving Tetsuo being like man. <laughs> yeah. And Kay and Chico need medicine for the kids, and one of them tells them in like a fit of being awake to go find number nineteen, and they're like, "What does that even mean? Who's number what?" And Ryu's there. He's still hanging around being a drunk, uh, because all his friends died. <laughs> And he run. He's he saves. So what? Ha- so there's a. So they catch one of the spies, and then they show off in a demonstration that they're going to blow, basically blow up his head with his with this guy's mind to show the power of the empire. He takes a drug, and then he focuses on the guy's head until it pops. And this is where we're introduced to Tetsuo Nakira's right hand man, who is a guy who never gets a name in this series, but just walks around in a suit the whole time in a tie, and is so good at being so. Terrible! I love this guy. This, this guy shows. I fucking this guy, hate this guy. He, I hate him too. He shows up, and you're like, "Is this a guy? Is this a guy we meant to know? Is like a radically changed guy from before?" And I'm like, "No, he's not. He's just a new guy. Do we have his name? He's he just sucks. He's he's the most '80s looking guy, and and it's a very '80s looking <laughs> series, but not in this way. This specific guy. He's incredible. He's always he's the only guy who's got like a suit a tie on. You like. Oh, it's, it's it's amazing, and he's like, he, yeah, he's talking about like Russia and and the United States and Japan, and who's coming to like take all their land from them as they're like executing this spy, and it is revealed that they're doing that to fish out all their spies because they know that if they try to they execute someone in public, people are going to come watch, and they also have uh, the, the other new guy they have is uh, the bird guy, who is. <laughs> the guy with the eye on his forehead who like is there like surveillance over all the land and he spots um yamada and his friend uh, yamada is the guy the name of the the military guy he gets named in the english volumes i'm pretty sure in like the glossary of pages and they get attacked his friend gets killed and then uh, Yamada gets saved by Ryu, who leads him into the underground, out of the guy's vision. And then Kei and Chico meet up with... They go to the temple, because that's where Kei is getting pulled towards the temple. And then she finds out that it's uh, Miyaku who's doing that. And she wants the kids. And that is the setup of Volume 4, or the first quarter of it. Yes, yeah, so those, are, those are all the factors going on. And then the classic Akira thing happens where... Everyone starts doing the thing, and there's a massive action scene for most of the book. Um, so, what do you both think of coming into this volume? Uh, it's fucking cool. Uh, every every the fulcrum of all comic book storylines, it turns out, is the Batman event series, No Man's Land. 
<laughs> which is just a full sale lift of this volume of Akira. Like someone definitely watched the movie, loved it, then read the book and was like, well, if they're not going to adapt that, I'm just going to steal it for my thing. Because that's what this is. That's what this is. It's sick. Yeah. I do love that he shows it right away with the helicopter coming in from the air and the commandos coming in from the sea. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that kind of humanitarian aid always comes with costs. Especially in the world that, yeah, it's really good. Uh, the thing, uh, it, the thing that doesn't, uh, the Batman didn't adapt is, uh, Tetsuo's star child sojourn into the realm of the mind, which <laughs> single-handedly makes this the thing that I'm like, man, I'm glad we read this. Cause this is the fucking coolest <laughs> shit in the world. Yeah. Throughout all this, Tetsuo's like power is reaching new heights and he starts seeing things and going to well, the realm beyond. What's her, what's the, what's the lady's name? The old lady. Um, Miyoko. Yeah, yeah, Miyoko's like, ah, th- those drugs are keeping you dull, kid. <laughs> Lay off the <laughs> sauce. And so he's like, I don't know. They they make it so I don't have nosebleeds and my head doesn't feel like it's going to explode, but I'll go I'll give it a shot. And then as he starts stops taking the drugs, he starts seeing the universe, and it's fucking cool. So the the next part of the summary is actually uh, they're having a, a big party where they're giving out food. It's all laced with drugs. Mm-hmm. And um, the guy in the zoot suit is walking around picking up girls for Tetsuo to have a party with yeah and that's another thing about this volume is that this volume goes into a lot of, of tropes around like last like no one left on earth and like uh, bad things about like there only being so many ladies so all the guys are like horny yeah everyone gets real rapey it's real not good there's like k's in k's put in that kind of trouble like i think th- two or three times this volume and it's all just bad and not needed but there there's that scene where those girls are brought before Tetsuo and he gives them the drugs. And then while this is all happening, uh, he synchronizes with Akira apparently like during all this, during the excitement, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then he has the first of these visions that is incredible. We go into his mind, into his past, into scenes we haven't seen anything of. Uh, There's lots of shots of the moon. Mm -hmm. There's, uh, Akira actually asked him about the moon, <laughs> and we learn we learn a lot about uh, how Tetsuo was as a kid, as like uh, meeting, like getting beat up, meeting his friends, riding bikes with them. Really good stuff, and he realizes that he's probably like synced with Akira doing this. So he goes out to confront the kid, and he goes to look into his mind, and then flies across the page. <laughs> Uh, terrified at what he saw in there. Oh, I love those pages so much. Yeah, this shit's incredible. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, and then, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, this this is about the part where um where Ryu and Yamada are having this big conversation about like who trusts who and what's he here for, and he's <laughs> Yamada says he's not in the business of recruiting and. Right, he was like, where's him in presentation? And he says, Washington, in quotes, or with a question mark on the <laughs> Like, where is this? Yeah, it's great. They're all, everyone's like, uh, Russia's taking over northern Japan. The U.S. is like, hold out in the sea, waiting to see what happens. No one wants to touch Akira with like a 10-foot pole. And um, this is about... Oh, right. This is, this is where um, people follow uh, Kei and Shiko back to their house. 
yeah, or where they're li- lived up because they need to go back to get the kids, and then they get the ki- one of the kids gets taken, and then they have to split up. So uh, Kay takes Masaru, and Chico takes uh, goes to get the girl back, and that is basically oh, and then right, Tetsuo wakes up from his shock and decides that he needs to go see um Lady Miyako to talk about things. And they have this huge conversation in this volume. They sure do. They actually, he does the thing. He doesn't actually just go to fight. He goes to talk. And she explains how this all came to be, kind of. Yes. It's a more detailed explanation than I expected for like what was going on in the lab and how this all happened. Uh, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, so it was a 1960s program where they... Uh, they, the way she explains it is they made very, very, very thin tubes of glass that were inserted into the people's brains and uh, a solution was in them and then they were electrified and that solution was re-administered to them through needles to change people's DNA. And the number system was born out of that and anyone who got over 20 is like one of like the, the crazy or the really powerful ones. And then... Akira blew up, and all that was left was those four kids, and it took people a while to figure out what happened. And then Tetsuo was like, okay, I don't care about the history, I want to know, what is Akira? And she tries to explain that, and what did either of you take from her explanation for what Akira is? I I honestly don't feel like she explains anything that's like, that matters. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what Akira is. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Like, I, I, I didn't think of that. Like, oh, this is going to be like a clue for greater reveals. I like her explanation, like in in a vague way. Like, it's like all about like where power comes from and like how it's like like it's like a force that they're 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 not really stopping it, but they're it's it's yeah, it's like it's very metaphysical, and I like it a lot. Yeah, because she gives an explanation. It's less about a care and more about like you know. Um... People want power to stave off death, but that's not how like the universe works. Uh, and yeah. Akira is like just tapping into the nature of things uh, when we understand ourselves as something that isn't just like you know fighting guys because that's what power is. It's trying to get across to Tetsuo what it means to like control this power that uh, they have that is not like superpowers, but you know to consider it more as like a connection with what the universe can do. Uh-huh. Um. And Tetsuo is kind of listening to this, but he's mostly <laughs> got a headache. <laughs> part part of it too is that she she is for this entire scene is um is comparing him directly to Akira. Like you're not as strong as him, or you're not this, or you're not that. Like she is trying to force him into a weapon to throw at Akira yes. at some point. And so what happened? What happens here is basically the battle raging as two different fight scenes are happening across the, the city as they both have kids on their back trying to fight off uh, various form, factions of the Empire. When um, Chiyoko is saved by the colonel coming back into the picture, and he takes both her and the kid back to his hideout, and we, we see what he's been up to these past, like, whatever it is, month or week, and he has found a scientist. I don't know where he found this guy. <laughs> to uh, try to to um, make a device to fire soul again. 
Uh, what what actually anyone. matters here is Chiyoko is the best character in this comic. Chiyoko she is, is so great. cool. She's so cool. She gets so many cool action scenes uh, that she just, are incredible. She beats so many people up in this comic. And does most of it holding like missiles to do it. Yes. Uh, her like last stand uh, that she ends up surviving. Incredible. Love it. I love all this. I hope she makes it through this whole thing because she's the best. And then uh, Tetsuo decides to go to go. He goes to try, tries to go cold turkey, and then while he's in his mode, the the guy in the suit decides to take over the whole force. And um, the guy who they have on surveillance is actually like he's coloring all the messages he sends back. Like he's 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 he tells them what he sees, but then he'll add on the end like this cannot be an affront that can be left left unpunished. So then they all decide to attack Miyoko's temple, which sets up everyone converging on the end of this volume around the temple. Uh, yeah, th- this it, then it really kicks off. This is just like 80 straight pages of people shooting each other. <laughs> uh, but right before that happens, actually, there's one other thing, which is uh, Yamada and Ryo are, are on their little perch watching Tetsuo try to, like, kick the drugs. And then Tetsuo does, has this segment of pages where he smashes his head into the back of his throne he's sitting on disappears and then flies around blowing up the sea yeah it's incredible and then he appears before them reads both their minds tells them that what's about to happen in the the coming volumes or like what's out there in the in the deep sea oh it's so good (laughs) he just appears as a thunderbolt in like so many of these pages Mm, it's very yeah it's very good and so the attack on the uh the attack on Miyako is happening, and it, the, the suit guy is leading it. It's a it's a violent disaster. Everything's kicking off. Uh, but the other through line of this volume that we haven't really talked about uh, now is uh, where the fuck's Canada? He got vaporized. He got uh, destroyed by the the Akira's explosion. He's gone. He is dead. His dad is gone. Uh, but uh, obviously, he isn't. He's the main character of this book. And so we're like, how's he going to come back? Um, <laughs> and the book plays it really well in that, like. Uh, Miyoko's like, no, Canada's there. He, I foresaw Canada being there. He's just beyond this realm right now. Um, <laughs> He's off to the side. <laughs> and like he, he is briefly there as like a vision for Kay at one point, like like in a wisp. Uh, and Tetsuo just like is, keeps being fixated on him. So this battle goes on. Uh, everyone's like, everything's blowing up. Everyone's fighting. Everyone's trying to, uh, like, you know, they're trying to kill Miyoko. Um, and it all kicks off, and at the end, like at the end, uh, the Colonel fires Sol. Um, this like makes a huge explosion, but really just encourages Tetsuo to finally get over like the drug reliance. And Tetsuo goes fucking Super Saiyan, and like is summoning and throwing buildings. Like well, he's in- so, what happens there is actually so that's a, so. It's basically just he gets. He he gets tr- he gets like PTSD from the fact yes. that his arm got blown up by the cannon. Yeah, he, he opens off. back up the rift that had yeah. all the Tetsuo like uh, kind of those are the same building from yeah. before. Yes, they just tumble out of on the sky, <laughs> along uh, with along with Canada at the in the final panel, which I was like, I hunt. So after last time, the word I was like, <laughs> when halfway through, I realized, oh, the final the ending of this is just going to be Tetsuo sweeping in, uh, which would kind of be true. I was like, okay, the ending of this panel is like the ending of this comic is going to be Canada in like the last three pages and i was 100 percent right <laughs> um, 
as he as he falls out of the sky into like the ruins of a city and just kind of dusts off like well i guess i survived that one you mean like martial arts falls into a big tent yes (laughs) and right before we get to the very end though uh tetsuo is still on his shit because he is off to see the stars (laughs) as he sees uh, himself as a a baby sees himself as a kid sees kaneda again uh they, they broke his gunpla. That's why he's upset. Do you, do you notice that panel? Yeah. This little broken Gundam panel. It's really funny. It's pretty good. <laughs> what he what see- is the time frame between like this volume and Watchmen? Because I feel like Canada. Uh, this is 87. Tetsu- what? Year after. Both okay. Watchmen and Dark Knight. Okay. Because I feel like uh, Tetsuo in this chapter has intense Dr. Manhattan vibes. <laughs> <laughs> he is ready to fuck off to space. I know he's probably going to become a giant flesh baby instead, but um, what if he just went to Mars and made crystal palaces instead? <laughs> and then he sees the DNA spiral that Akira's been playing with the whole volume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he goes to the middle of it, and in the middle of it is Akira waiting for him back on the steps. He's going to find the truth of the universe. And it's this kid. Uh, it's fucking good. This stuff is so good. Why did they not put this in the movie? Uh, good question. It wasn't done actually. Yeah, the movie. Like, the movie, like, it's a Natsuka thing. Isn't isn't the movie like already out at this point? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the movie's already you out. Can by- see, you can see in the okay. back of the Marvel comics, there's like ads for like where this movie is showing in like U.S. cities. Like, come see it in Chicago or come see it in New York. I thought as it's like slowly running out. But yeah, like this is one of those where like the manga is so popular, they Otomo worked on the movie and then kept making the comic, right? Like, yep. Mm-hmm. And so the deviation comes in, like, let's do something else with this because I already have that end of the story. Let's find my end, uh, which is great. So a couple small things about this volume. Uh, Tetsu has he made himself a robot hand. Yes, it's weird because like sometimes it looks like a robot hand, but by the end of the volume, it looks like it, it's like a metal, like, like marble sculpture of an arm. And I always wonder about like, what's the effort in it, like the back of his head to like, keep that together all at all times. Mm-hmm. Like what's that adding to it? But anyways, um, Otomo has a very famous drawing. It's not the same metal hand, but I always think of this when I see Tetsuo's arm. Which I'll post oh yeah. Thing. I've seen this before. Yeah. Yeah. It's from his comic from before Doma that's not translated called Fireball. It's all about a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. really this earlier. Is, this even. is a riff on a famous um, yeah, on that mm-hmm. painting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a robot hand holding a reflective sphere and the the room is like fisheye lens represented in the mirrored sphere. Um and I guess because we did it last time, we should do it this time too. Next time we're gonna get a volume. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was like, I don't want to say it's Escher just because it's like warp perspective, but no, it isn't Escher. Um, <laughs> is it actually? Yes. <laughs> this is the cover to Akira Volume 5. Sick. <laughs> that's that's the Akira I recognize. Tetsuo <laughs> about to go full flesh baby. Uh I, I always forget about like there's like small stuff like like how the troops come in right away. I know there's like six of them and there's like one by the end of this volume, they all get eaten up. Mm. Do you know, you probably, I don't know if you'd know this. Do you know if they're, if Tetsuo, the Iron Man, the film, like I obviously came out in 89. Is that like meant to riff on Akira specifically? Because so much of the thematic material is very different, but looking at this image of 
Tetsuo coming out of the machine with all the wires reminds me so much of Iron Man. It very much could be. Like, that, that name is probably very popular in 89. Yeah. <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Man, Tetsuo is love... a fucking great movie. I love this 80s suit guy so much. He just walks out of the, into this comic, never gets the name, and just walks around. <laughs> it's weird because, like, that guy and the way he recruits and the way, like, that, like, he's gathering those girls for Tetsuo and they're drugged up and they're desperate, or whatever. Like, the one girl doesn't take the pills that killed the other mm-hmm. girls because she wanted to give it to, she thought it was medicine and wanted to give it to her, like, sick grandfather or something, right? Or um, her dad, yeah, yeah. All of this stuff, like, really reminds me of, like, The Stand. Like, the way in which it's, like, just, like... Oh, that makes sense. These middle managers are actually the people running the apocalypse, and they're fucking terrible at it. <laughs> uh, I didn't think of that, but you're totally right. This is absolutely The Stand. I don't think it's, like, a necessarily... I mean, no, 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 no. This is a synchronicity of, like, what people yes. want to tell in stories. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. And then... You just take the stand and you add psychic powers and you basically yeah that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, what if what if uh, Mother Abigail and Randall Flag had big Domu psychic abilities? That's what I thought was going to happen in the stand. By the way, when I was reading the first four hundred pages, uh, and I was like, they're already like this is what it's building up to, and it builds up to nothing. <laughs> the thing it's interesting because like uh, Lady Miyoko is clearly not going to be like a a force in terms of like fighting. Like assuming no. this goes the way of the 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 story is going to be Kanadu makes confrontation but like the idea that she presents is like Tetsuo has the ability like Akira is not a singular event Tetsuo also just has the ability to be as powerful as this um seemingly this is not like a one-off this is like a new paradigm for people um pushes this in like interesting directions that like evoke stuff like you know we talk about new types all the fucking time on Gundam like is this this just the new world as these kids are coming to awaken to like a new realm that everyone could be in except the world sucks and no one gets there um it's it's good it's interesting stuff i don't know if it's gonna like lean on that because comic just likes a big chase sequence for 300 pages and fair enough there are really good chase sequences in this book (laughs) yeah i'm i'm curious too um that's kind of how i took it as like there's not it's not like special Right, it's just right. happening. Uh, well, all the, everyone for the first four volumes, three volumes is like Akira is something like a, the weird thing that came out of the like experiment, the like horrible mistake that we had to seal away. And Miyoko points to the idea like, no, like here's a new one. And this guy was just like a, a, a like mid level like biker gang guy, right? Like it could be anyone. Like there could be there could be thousands of Akiras if this keeps going. Yeah, like so she says like they found the kids after the explosion, and like five years later they were just doing the whole thing again. Mm-hmm. Nothing really stopped. They just kept going. Uh, Which, and she yeah. also says that no one remembers her. Like she was put in stasis. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that of was her a, own with her situation. With K. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so when she woke up, like the the like people in charge had changed, and everyone had kind of covered it up to the point where like no one knew who she was. Uh, so it was new people make like the institution carries on, and the like violence continues, but like people revolve, and no one cares, right? Uh, and so mm-hmm. that's how five years after this massive uh, disaster, it's all happening again. Uh, which I like because you know so much of the last few volumes are about the colonel, uh, just. <laughs> Uh, for like for a different like he's still a bad guy but from a different side right just like screaming at yeah. his fucking government to do anything and listen to him it's very funny uh, I, I love, love fucking Colonel with a cape in the wasteland oh, yeah. oh that's so <laughs> this cool this is the most Jackson guy that's ever existed it's so he's good. like holding he's holding a giant metal pole while he walks around 
what if what if the like suit who sucked in one way and was like the authoritarian bad guy who's the only one who knew how to do anything lost everything and became like a nomad wanderer it's good every time you know what's good transformers 3 (laughs) oh god yes it is (laughs) transformers 3 megatron walking around the the desert (laughs) i love he runs into his like subordinate in like the bar and he's like colonel my colonel it's so good. Oh, I love it. It is a very Where's Jackson that? guy, but I'll there's eat it one, There's one specific panel that I'm trying to find right now that is him, like, coming upon uh, Chikyo and the girl in, like, crazy silhouette. Oh, there it is. This one. That panel on the right. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. that. laughs> there, there are so many just really amazing panels in this that in any other book would be a splash page or at least like a full page panel, but they're just not, they're just like in the book. Although uh, he does just use soul on like 10 guys. Yep. <laughs> He's like, well, fuck, I got this gun. Might as well fire it. The other thing, the other thing about looking, looking at this is like, this guy's just become Lord Yupa from Nausicaa. <laughs> he really has. <laughs> Which was like coming out already where we're at, I think. So, yeah, these are contemporaries at this point. Yeah, which is wild to think about. Uh-huh. I think Nosca ends after Akira. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, the manga a... starts in 82 and goes until, like, the mid-90s. It goes for... Like, making films yeah, it goes forever. And they both share the thing where uh, people know them from the thing that stops halfway through yes. the story. Yeah, went off to make the go... movie and then kept making the book and makes the book <laughs> much more interesting. <laughs> I guess right, there's that part in this, too, where um, the colonel scientist tries to kill the girl with a hammer... Yes. <laughs> because he doesn't want to trigger another bomb. A lot of really small, great details in this volume. He has a little rope. The robot, like, guarding this thing, he says it's me when he walks up, so it shuts down. <laughs> he has own voice control. Yeah, that's volume four. Volume four is, like, it's, it's pretty much a transition into what the rest of the comic is. It's, like, introducing all the sides, introducing the players... And then it, setting them off. It's so uh, cool. A lot going on. But it's good. Uh, so I have a question. Yeah. Yeah, huh? Um, which is how does everyone react to or read the Tetsuo Canada stuff in this volume? Because I was I was I really enjoyed it. I was <laughs> um surprised by it. Uh but I'm curious what people think about like what's going on there. Specifically in terms of like, so the the explosion happens. Everyone like mm-hmm. Canada's vaporized, and then he is brought back by Tetsuo in this. I mean, uh, he's not vapor. I just all that material is like shunted into another dimension when the explosion happened. Well, that's my question: is 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 the other dimension like do the, do the explosions take people to other dimensions in a way that is different to taking them to the other dimension that is being dead? Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. Or and more importantly, this is the thing I didn't know. Like, I got the sense, and I don't know if this is intended, but I was like, is Canada coming back? because of Tetsu, like like he's not no one else came back from the explosion we only saw Tetsu arrive and everyone loads of people got vaporized those buildings were not empty when they when they blew up but Tetsu there are a bunch of people in those shots i don't know if they're alive oh, or okay. not okay yeah my, so I guess my, my assumption back. is that at, like akira caused the like whatever shunted these people into the phantom zone right when he caused yes. a big explosion last volume uh tetsuo in his increasing power just has the capacity to undo that yes. but by that i mean reshunt it and then everything collapses and a bunch of people probably die not 
undo the thing. But maybe in the future, like, who knows what his, like, final capacity could be. He could totally remake Tokyo, like, Neo Tokyo. Um, well, that's I was probably just... not what's going to happen. But, like, you see, like, the way in which, like, this is Tetsuo meeting Akira's ability uh, mm-hmm. in his own way, right? Like, he does the same thing. He makes the stuff reappear. Yes. I was just going, I was like, when I got to the end, I was like, I don't this isn't happening. But uh, the fir- for the first half of the volume, I thought that, like, uh, Canada was dead, and the reason he was coming back was because Tetsuo keeps, like, focusing on him. Uh, and if he could just let Canada, like, this weird vision of this guy that he hung out with for a bit go. Uh, but that's not really, he's, he brings the whole, like, he brings the whole building yeah. back and throws it at people. He's kingdom hearting yeah. out here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm going to uh, um, not say anything. Okay. But also, there's uh, there's a lot of rubble around. So like yes. mm-hmm. him choosing that thing, I think relies on his fixation on on yes. Canada. Like the reason he grabbed, he thought of this building is because that's the last the place Canada was, and is also useful for throwing a giant building at someone. But yeah, um, like the metaphysics, like the, that's still happening, right? He's still really focused on Canada, who is basically not like you know the we were talking about the rivalry in the movie and how it's different um in the other volumes, but he's basically like not actually the guy he's in no way the guy tetsuo thinks he is yeah he uh, has he in- has no functional power um even like like k is the one who everyone's like oh you could you could be one of these people but she's not right she has yes. nothing so she's specifically like empty for that stuff so they can focus it through her she's a medium or not she doesn't have any power herself but yeah mm-hmm. oh and uh Kai's other friend shows up right at the end. Kaisuke. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Kai and Kaisuke. All the teams getting back together to kill Tetsuo next. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, the Kai and Kaisuke bit's good. It's it's sweet. It's even even that is like a little. It's that one line where he's like talking about, oh, yeah, yeah. were you in love with her? And then she's like, oh, are you being ready with me? And I'm like, can we stop? Can we for five minutes? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I know, I know it's like you know. Uh, yeah. By the standards of edgy '80s manga, right? It's it's mo- it's fairly tame, but I know this is in mm-hmm. the air, uh, especially at this point. Uh, yeah. But uh, kind of isn't all the dreams he has. Every single one. Yes. Very this random guy, like they were close, and he before he was a super powered guy. I understand the resentment, but like, holding onto it beyond, like he was just <laughs> around. He just happened to kind of be following you and stumbling into chase sequences and then right, getting Tetsu, killed. Tetsuo's got the uh, Charles Foster Kane problem. You just can't yes. let go of the shit that happened to you in your youth. Sometimes it's like that. He looks really good in his cape, too. His, like, it's red in the, yeah, his red cape looks really good. His look. Well, yeah, because th- this is just the, the, the period, you, because the movie's so compressed, you don't get this in the film where you get to, like, see Tetsuo be like cool on his own step cool's the wrong word but i mean he no he's he's fucking cool he's evil but he's cool right like he is a cool yeah. super powered guy on his own terms uh in the movie he's just like it happens so fast uh that he's like ah oh, canada uh, but in this he's like a month gone by he's built an empire and he's still focused on his fucking biker <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of focused on akira too but yeah it's both of them it's those two yes well he's focused on akira like consciously right because yeah, Akira's uh-huh. in front of him and the he's singing with him and he's the solution to the mysteries but whenever he like goes into his uh unconscious um just you know talks with the universe and sees himself and his uh weaknesses it's always thinking about canada when he's younger 
So give me one thing that's going to happen next volume. Uh, Tetsuo is going to stop becoming a giant flesh baby. Is that cheating? Am I, am I cheating? Just <laughs> um, one thing. <laughs> uh, well, I need Akira to like talk. I, w- I really wanted to explain himself. I don't know if we're actually going to get access to that. Uh, I don't know if he has a perspective or has a perspective. That, like He clearly has a perspective of whether the comic will let Tetsuo into that or if Akira will continue to be unknowable. I would love uh, Akira to like lay his view out in the way that Lady Miyoko has. That's what I'm, that's what I'm looking for. Um, I want Kay to do psychic shit. Um, and I, I could imagine her being the person who, like, starts to build an accord with Tetsuo, and then Kanada showing up fucks it all up for everybody. <laughs> oh, it's uh, actually funny, too. Uh, the girl who hangs around after the like, babysitting Akira, Kerry, yeah. she's in the movie. She's Tetsuo's girlfriend at high school. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's in the opening ball, the opening part of it with, like, all the, the girls that aren't in the, the comic for the other two. Yeah. Is, mm-hmm. she, is she the nurse? No. Oh, she's not. So she's not his girlfriend in the comic. She's just the movie girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. She's just she's moved into the movie earlier because the movie doesn't cover the part where she's in in the comic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a little, lot of little stuff like that, like re- rearranging stuff. Um, the, the dropping the nurse. How I was just like, are we ever going to see that nurse again? Because I kind of treat her like so badly. It's um, still probably my favorite like set of pages in this book. So. It's really good. <laughs> it's so it's very pers- good. Yeah, yeah. This I really like this volume, right? But it's it's by its very nature uh, playing in extremes. Um, you you it is in you cannot have a scene like that in a world that's been already destroyed and everyone's like this because it's already going to like turning things up to eleven all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Which is why, in like when you know your cool guy hero is twenty pages into the book treating someone like that, it it just you know cuts in a different way to the whole world has fallen apart and everyone's uh, killing each other. Yeah. that's true that, that part of the city probably got vaporized also yeah I assume she's just dead but the the uh, the comic like put that in and then like, has not revisited that idea even it's the it's an image and a plot point that I think about a lot mm-hmm. those pages are really good Uh, another just just panel I want to shout out I don't have it linked to you if you remember is so when they're attacking the um, Lady Miyoko's tower uh-huh. Uh there's that one bit where like they're walking out and that one guy is is they're meeting up, there's two guys in like a main area, I guess, like an atrium. Uh and once like, oh, it's like a museum in here and it just suddenly has like a un like low angle panel where they they get the ceiling mural in the shots. Um uh, and it's just like you know, small panel on the left side of the page. I'm like, this is incre- this is an incredible panel for just like a random. Like it, like that's what I say. Like there are so many small panels that could be splash pages here because this book is so dense and it just looks amazing all times. It's so good. Uh, there's there's the one, uh, even even some of the um, not even, but like a a weakness of. Oh, I some- found that page. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, a weakness of. Uh, specifically the Shiro books I've read, which is the one I go to. It's not a very interesting <laughs> pull, but I haven't read enough like 80s manga to like you know uh, be more widespread in my pulls. So sorry about that. Uh, but they're over, they're overly detailed, and so it, like processing um, 
the uh god you use on the page every panel on this page is amazing uh processing the details of the violence is often like takes a bit of time um and the back and forth flow of the comic is sometimes secondary to like the 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 art itself uh as like a thing to read uh and this um this this is so good at you get maximalist extremely overly detailed scenes of violence and action uh but uh i honestly think it's actually got better throughout the comic um at using setup and punchline following you through with like uh really really there's that one bit where the guys are attacking the the um they start to attack or or they haven't started to attack they're at the they're at the stairs and the one guy comes out and you see the suit guy being like no we went back down and then he cut it cuts back to the monk and he's like please leave and the next panel is just him getting lit up with bullets and then the panel after is him on the ground and because you never you never see the people firing the gun you just see the him getting bullets next panel is the guy with the suit like on the left where arm forward pointing all the guys running in uh and it's just like really incredible action flow uh even though the art should be in black and white by all reasonable standards so detailed that it's just hard to pass but it's not it's like so masterfully done i'm there's a reason this is the classic i guess it's it's one of those books that really focuses on the thing i love about comics is that you you can read this book at both like a million miles a second and also take your time on every single panel and it works both ways, and it encourages you to do both at all times. It's mm-hmm. the best part about comics. Yes, yeah, and it's all here in this comic. It absolutely rewards like taking time and seeing in all the details, but it all, it's also like super readable just on the train, right? It's just readable, mm-hmm. good book. You're gonna read this in 30 minutes and be like, "That was quick," and then you're gonna go back and stare at it for like years. Is yes. what happened to me, basically. That's what happened to <laughs> so, lo- yeah, <laughs> yeah, it happened to loads of people. <laughs> yeah. That panel is really good because it's he snaps his fingers and then the next page is the guy lit up with bullets. Oh, it's so so good. God, that guy yeah. sucks. He sucks so much. Oh, I want what? I want to know where they found him. Where did I they want find like a, him? a chapter of like you <laughs> suit guy. <laughs> this has to be someone like Otomo knows or something. Like someone he just hates. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh do you have any more reactions to volume four? I don't think so. I'm excited for the next two. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm excited for the next two as well. I downloaded the Japanese versions, like the big collections. Mm-hmm. They look so good. Shame they're out of print, the Kodansha ones. It's fucked up. Hopefully they get back on that because they're supposed to announce all this stuff this year or the next year or something yeah they're in the process of announcing like his collected works which might actually put their stuff in print in english for the first time mm-hmm. who knows uh well if we don't have anything else we can we can finish up and be back next time to talk about volume five k2 um, <laughs> oh yeah right the names <laughs> this was k1 which um I, I you couldn't really i mean she's important in this volume but uh hoping that means that we do get some expansion on the k stuff next time um, volume five, a Chioko one. Like, <laughs> one thing that is, uh, so the the Japanese volumes they take covers from like other media and repurpose them as. So this is a volume four cover, or one of the volume four covers. It's just a oh, it's a, it's a pinball machine someone built after the series got big, repurposed into a cover. It looks so good. <laughs> oh, they just like used this for volume four. It's like one of the images in the volume. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. This is just a pinball machine. This is an Acura pinball machine. Yeah. 
but yeah that's all for volume four all right thank you very much for joining us reg no uh we'll be back next time uh plug zone Uh, I guess I'll talk first. You can find me. Have- I mean, oh, right, I guess, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, next time, <laughs> we are going to be doing Megazone 23. We're doing all three parts. The third part is two episodes, so that's four things of Megazone. Um, and then in two weeks, we'll be back with Rick again. Um, and then in, I think, a week or two after that, we'll be back with Rick for one final time. And oh, then at the I end of the year, two- we're doing an episode on Kare Kano, the uh, Ano show. Excited for that one. So that's our schedule for the rest of the year. I will have a thing to plug next episode, but not this one. Okay. Secrets. Secret plugs. Okay, very excited. Um, uh, I mean, Karakano is, you know, it, that, that is how everyone calls it. It is easy to be, you know, uh, if you're looking for it in English and like finding the book, it's called His and Her Circumstances. It's the localized title. It's one of the ones that no one uses that, uh, but... I can't imagine why anyone would be listening to this podcast who doesn't know how to do that. But if, you, if, if you're new to all this, that's what you should also look for. They're the same thing. Um, so, uh, you can find me at headfullsoff on twitter.com. You can find the podcast that me and M do at abnormalmapping.com. Uh, we are doing a lot of cool shows. We're very busy these times. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at underscore being, and you can support all our podcasts, patreon.com slash mapping. You know, get Gundam, get uh, Blockbusters, stuff like that. You know what to do. You've listened to The last to Gundam was very, very good. Remember that this comes out. <laughs> well, hopefully the next one will be good too. We're going to record that tomorrow. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Gundam. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time uh, with uh, Megazone 23. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Bye. Bye.